What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joe and Larry. So I know I haven't really done too many episodes over the last couple of weeks, so there's obviously a lot to catch up on, and I'm going to do that in the next few episodes. In this episode specifically, I'm going to give a breakdown of my fourth mock draft for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'll outline the top 15 picks and where each team currently stands heading into week 14. So all of these draft picks are based on where teams were after week 13. Tonight's Thursday Night Football, you have the Patriots and the Steelers going at it for the start of week 14 in the NFL. This is a breakdown of where teams currently stand heading into week 14. So we'll start off with the first overall pick, and that's the Chicago Bears. They own this pick from the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are 1-11 on the year, but the Bears do own this pick. I have the Bears taking Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first overall pick, wide receiver out of Ohio State. I still think the Bears can compete with Justin Fields, so in this case, they add the best weapon in the draft, pair him with DJ Moore, and give another weapon for Justin Fields to work with. With the second overall pick, we have the Patriots at 2-10, and and I have them taking Caleb Williams, a quarterback out of USC. The Patriots have no option but to address the quarterback position, and I think they're going to be a much different looking team a year from now with Mac Jones potentially being gone and Bill Belichick maybe even being gone in the offseason. The Patriots could look really different by the time free agency rolls around in March and obviously the draft in April. They could look a lot different. With that being said, though, do I think a quarterback is going to solve all of the Patriots issues on their offensive line and the weapons? No. And that's why I think Mac Jones is somewhat the scapegoat and the fall guy for the Patriots because not many players could step into that position and succeed in New England. Very average at best weapons. Demario Douglas was the Patriots' best receiver. He's probably a wide receiver two or wide receiver three on most teams. Devontae Pock is probably a wide receiver four on most teams. Kendrick Bourne's probably a wide receiver three on most teams. Juju Smith-Schuster, where he's at in his career right now, probably a wide receiver three on most teams. And then obviously the poor offensive line and the whole fan base is against Mac Jones. I think this Patriots team is going to go out and get a quarterback in the draft. But with that being said, if Belichick is still making picks, would not be surprised if he trades down in this position. But I'm taking Caleb Williams with the second pick for the Patriots, thinking that they're going to have a new GM there. Whether Belichick's back as head coach, who knows? Maybe he's back as head coach. But I do think they're going to have somebody else in that front office making some decisions for the NFL draft. Considering where Belichick is right now as a head coach, a lot of the reasons they have problems right now with him being a head coach are because of his poor drafting. The offensive line, the weapons... I mean, Belichick just completely neglected the offensive line in the NFL draft over the last couple of years. Yeah, he did take Cole Strange, but that was even a stretch in the first round a couple of years ago. And the way the Patriots currently stand right now, they have no option but to address offensive line weapons and quarterback in the offseason, whether it's in free agency or the draft. But I don't think a quarterback is going to solve all the Patriots' issues. With it being said, I think Caleb Williams is also overrated. I still think he's a good quarterback. There's obviously talent there. I do think he's a little bit overrated, but where he currently stands right now, he's still probably going to be the first quarterback taken in this draft, and that's why I have the Patriots taking him at second overall. With a third overall pick, I have the Arizona Cardinals, who are 3-10, taking offensive tackle Joe Alt out of Notre Dame. In this case, Arizona's going to continue to try to win with Kyler Murray. His contract is really tough to move, and they did win this past weekend. I like how much Arizona fights, so credit to head coach Jonathan Gannon, First-year head coach there in Arizona, was the D.C. defensive coordinator for Philadelphia over the last few seasons, goes over to Arizona, and even though their record is a great 3-10, they do still fight, they do still play hard, even though a lot of the games are still two-score games, they are in it for the most part heading into the second half. Especially with that team and where they currently stand, not many people saw this Arizona team even being good this season anyways, so them being at 3-10 isn't really below or above anyone's expectations. This is where most people saw them at. Next up, the fourth overall pick, we have the Washington Commanders, who are 4-9, and nine, and I have them taking offensive tackle Olu Fashanu out of Penn State. Washington's offensive line is absolutely abysmal. Yes, Sim Howell does hold the ball for too long, 
But their offensive line does him no favors. He's been sacked 53 times this season in 13 games. He's on pace right now to break the record for the most times being sacked in a single season. They need to address the offensive line in the offseason. I think getting Fashano would be a great pick for Washington here. With the fifth overall pick, we have the Chicago Bears at 4-8. And, and with this pick, I have them trading down with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Drake May, a quarterback out of UNC. I think they're going to look to add their quarterback of the future. Maybe they keep Baker Mayfield for another year to let May learn for a year on the bench. But I do think Tampa Bay is going to go out and get their quarterback for the future. As for Chicago, with this trade down, they'd be fueling their rebuild even more with more draft capital. And credit to Ryan Poles, the GM, former Boston College football player, who made a great trade last year with the first overall pick, trading with Carolina, giving them the first overall pick to take Bryce Young, and he got a great haul in return. So in this deal here, he'd be getting even more draft capital to build around in their rebuild. With the sixth overall pick, we have the New York Jets at 4-8. And, and I have them also trading down with the Las Vegas Raiders here. I have the Raiders trading up and getting quarterback Michael Penix out of Washington. Reports were, over the past couple weeks, the Raiders wanted C.J. Stroud in the draft. Ultimately, there was a disagreement between former general manager Dave Ziegler and then also former head coach Josh McDaniels. Ziegler wanted to get C.J. Stroud. McDaniels didn't want Stroud. They ended up having a disagreement. And obviously, the Raiders didn't end up getting C.J. Stroud and didn't trade up in the draft. When you look where they currently stand, though, the Raiders are going to need to go out and get a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the quarterback for the future, even though they're running right now with Aiden O'Connor as their quarterback. He's obviously probably not the quarterback of their future either, which obviously you want to give a young quarterback a chance. But I do think they have the opportunity to go out and get Michael Penix with a potential trade-up. I think they're going to do so. So I have the Raiders trading up and getting Michael Penix here. And then for the Jets, they'd be adding some more draft capital maybe to try to trade back up into the first round at the end of day one. So with the seventh overall pick, we have the New York Giants at 4-8, and eight, and I have them taking offensive tackle J.C. Latham out of Alabama. Latham does have some experience on the inside of the offensive line, but if the Giants were to go out and get him in the draft, I'd imagine he probably stays at tackle, and then the Giants probably run it for another season with Daniel Jones, a quarterback, and then they move Evan Neal from right tackle to guard. The reports were over the past week that Evan Neal said that he wanted to stay at the tackle position since he stepped out of the womb as an offensive tackle. I understand it. Obviously, his build and obviously his film at Alabama shows that he could be an offensive tackle. He struggled for the Giants over the last season and a half now as a starting offensive tackle. He's battled injuries, and even when he's been out there, he struggled. So that's why I think the Giants move him to God at some point if they have the opportunity to do so, if they were to get a tackle in the draft. Reports were over the past couple weeks as well that the Giants have not moved on yet from Daniel Jones, which I like to hear, but at the end of the day, that is all speculation that there are still guys in the building that believe in him. I know I still believe in him, but I know a lot of people in the fan base would love to see the Giants move on and get a quarterback in this draft. Daniel Jones was sacked 30 times this season in six games, which made him the seventh most sacked quarterback in the NFL heading into this week. Despite playing four to six less games than all of the guys ahead of him and behind him, Daniel Jones was still the seventh most sacked quarterback in the NFL through the first 13 weeks of the season. And that's with him only playing six games. With the Giants right now where they currently stand, they have all of their draft picks in this upcoming draft. And also keep in mind, they have Seattle's second-round pick in this year's draft after they traded Leonard Williams to Seattle at the trade deadline for a second-round pick in return. So they have all of their draft picks in this year's draft and a second-round pick from Seattle. They have all of their draft picks in the 2025 draft except for their sixth-round pick, which they trade to Buffalo in exchange for Boogie Basham. This gives Joe Shane all the flexibility in the world to go up and get anybody he wants in the draft. So if there's a quarterback that the Giants want, they can go up and get anyone they want, considering they have all the draft capital for the next couple seasons. With the eighth overall pick, we have the Tennessee Titans at 4-8, and eight, and I have them taking Rome Odunze, a wide receiver out of Washington. I think he's going to have a big cultural playoff run, and I think that's going to help him climb up even more draft boards in the next couple weeks. 
Playing great on the biggest stage is obviously huge for a lot of these prospects. If you have an opportunity to go out there and shine on the biggest stage in the college football playoff, you're going to fly up draft boards. So that's why I think Romo Dunze is going to be able to fly up draft boards even more over the next few weeks, which we have to wait until January 1st for the college football playoff. But by then, I'll probably have another mock draft out right around that first week of January. So we'll see where Romo Dunze is around then. I'll probably do one right after the first game of the college football playoffs. So after the college football playoffs semifinals, I'll probably run another mock draft after that to address where guys stand after all of the bowl games and the college football playoffs semifinals. By that point, the first week of January, all you have left after that is the national championship game. So I'll run another mock draft around then and I'll address where guys are at that point. But as for Odunze, he's been great this year for Washington and Tennessee needs some help at the wide receiver position. With the ninth overall pick, we have the New Orleans Saints at five and seven and I have them taking Keon Coleman, a wide receiver out of Florida State. I think he's just as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. gets all the hype in the draft as the best wide receiver, and obviously rightfully so, a great talent. But there's still a lot of good wide receivers in this draft that nobody's really talking about, especially enough, even though some people do mention Odunze and Coleman, and obviously a guy like Malik Nabors as well from LSU. There's so many good receivers in this draft that just because Marvin Harrison Jr. is in this draft, he's taken away all the shine on the rest of these guys. But I think Keon Coleman is just as good. I really think Keon Coleman is a future star in the NFL. Just like in the offseason, I predicted that Puka Nakua was going to be a star in the NFL, and I also thought Tank Dell would be great this year for the Texans. I think Keon Coleman could be a great player in the NFL day one when he steps into the league. I think he could be a game-changing talent for any team. So I have the Saints taking him here with the ninth overall pick. Then with the 10th overall pick, it's owned by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 5-7. and seven, But I have them trading up in this draft with the Chicago Bears for the 5th overall pick. So I have the Bucks going from the 10th pick to the 5th, and then I have the Bears going from the 5th pick to the 10th. And with this pick, I have the Chicago Bears taking tackle Talisi Fuaga, who is an offensive tackle from Oregon State. If you look at the Bears' offensive line and you watch any of their games, they need to protect Justin Fields. And it doesn't matter if it's Justin Fields or anybody else, a quarterback. Let's say they take a quarterback in the 1st overall pick. They have to go out there and protect that quarterback no matter who is their starting quarterback next season. So adding a tackle in the draft would be vital for the Bears' this offseason. In this mock draft, I have the Bears taking Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first overall pick. And then with the 10th pick, I have them taking Fuaga out of Oregon State. So they're addressing a wide receiver and a tackle need in the top 10, which could be huge for the offense. The Bears play hot every single week. Matt Eberflus seems to get a lot out of them, even though a lot of people like to say he's on the hot seat. I know the Bears are struggling this season overall, but nobody expected the Bears to be a great team this season. Most people probably had them around five, six, seven wins tops. Where they currently stand, they have four wins. So they're not too far off from where most people saw them being this season. So next up with the 11th overall pick, it was originally the Las Vegas Raiders who were five and seven this season using this 11th pick, but I have them trading up in this box draft of the New York Jets. And with this pick, the Jets are going to be taking tight end Brock Bowers out of Georgia. They do need help on their offensive line, but with this pick, where they currently stand here, if they do have the 11th overall pick after trading down, with the top three tackles already gone, I think they wait to get a tackle at the end of the first round or in day two. Maybe they address it in free agency as well. I think it's probably best for the Jets where they currently stand with Aaron Rodgers coming back for another season. I think it's best for them to probably get a proven veteran on the offensive line to try to fix their holes. If you were to draft a rookie, it's going to take them probably a good amount of the season to adjust and learn the ins and outs of the NFL. So it'd probably be best for them to go out and get a proven veteran on the offensive line since they're already up to speed in the league. With this pick, they end up getting Brock Bowers, who's a very good tight end from Georgia. Gives Aaron Rodgers another weapon. And if you look at the Jets where they currently stand, they're going to probably add another wide receiver as well, I'd imagine, in free agency. So adding another weapon like Brock Bowers would only help this offense out even more. With the 12th overall pick, 
With the LA Chargers at 5-7, I have them taking Malik Nabis, a wide receiver out of LSU. Shout out ClipCase74 on YouTube. Go check out his page. Covers everything in the NBA from the Clippers to news around the league. Also talks about the Chargers as well. I know he wants the Chargers to take Malik Nabis in the draft. And I actually have the Chargers taking Malik Nabis in this mock draft. My fourth overall mock draft. I have the Chargers getting the guy he wants. And if you look at where the Chargers currently stand, they could definitely use help on the offensive line. But there's definitely a lot of uncertainty on that team right now at the wide receiver position. Considering Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who knows they'll be back next season. Keenan Allen's been absolutely balling out. So I think they end up keeping him. But I do think they add a wide receiver in the draft. Then obviously Quinton Johnston's still there as well. A rookie wide receiver out of TCU. I think he ends up being the wide receiver three next season. I think the Chargers will look to add another wide receiver in the draft. And maybe they move on from Mike Williams. Who knows if he'll be back next season. I think they move on from him. And they go and add a wide receiver two in free agency or the draft. But like I said, that team does need a lot of offensive line help. That team's not going to go far without giving Justin Herbert some time to throw. And obviously, Brandon Staley's holding them back as well. I think once Brandon Staley's gone as their head coach, I think that team could definitely take off. He's definitely holding them back. There's so much talent on that Chargers team. They're a lot better than a 5-7 and seven record. With a 13th overall pick with the Buffalo Bills at 6-6, six and six, and I have them taking Kool-Aid McKinstry, a cornerback out of Alabama. They definitely need help in their secondary. They're probably going to have to address the cornerback in the safety position in the offseason. Trey White has struggled to stay healthy. He was a great cornerback before he got hurt over the last couple seasons. I was always a big fan of Tredavious White, but in reality, they probably need to go out and get another cornerback in the draft. Micah Hyde's also a free agent at the end of the season, so they're probably going to go out and try to get a safety as well in the offseason. But I think right here, with the 13th overall pick getting Kool-Aid McKinstry, would be an absolute steal there for the Buffalo Bills. With the 14th overall pick, we have the Denver Broncos at 6-6. Six and six. They've definitely surprised teams over the last few weeks. They've won five of their last six games. I have them taking edge rusher Dallas Turner out of Alabama. A big college football playoff performance could definitely help him rise up the ranks. He's probably going to be a top 10 pick with the way things currently stand. But in this mock draft, I have him falling down a little bit to the 14th overall pick. Would be a great pickup here for Denver to try to bolster their defense. And then with the 15th overall pick with the Seattle Seahawks at 6-6, six and six, I have them taking quarterback Jaden Daniels out of LSU. He's really surprised me this season. Before the season began, I thought he was a little bit overrated heading into the year, but he's definitely surprised me with a lot of his big plays this season. Probably the favorite to win the Heisman right now. Maybe Seattle plays Geno for another season, and then they hand over the reins to Daniels here with them getting him with a 15th overall pick. Anyways, that pretty much wraps up this fourth mock draft. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good one, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.